When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone is voting for Jack Cause he's got what all the rest lack Everyone wants to back Jack Jack is on the right track Cause he's got Hello everyone and welcome to episode 4 of the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host Allison and this is actually the first one that I'm going to do completely solo. So we will see how it goes. I did a poll kind of thing on Instagram this last week where people could just submit questions and I'd basically answer with my own opinion that research has backed and things like that. And it was so much fun to do. So I thought, why not just make an episode out of it? So I got some new questions from you guys that I had not answered on Instagram to uh, answer here on the podcast. And then I got some from the last week that I already answered. But if you didn't see them on Instagram, then you'll hear them here. And here we go. I'm going to start with... Do you think Joe Sr. was a good father? Now, I'm going to start this episode by saying, as I just did a little bit, that this is completely opinion-based. I do go off of things that I have read or heard or whatever, um, but the vast majority of these answers will be based upon my opinion, so... Don't hate on me for that. So anyway, back to the question. Do you think Joe Sr. was a good father? I think Joe Sr. probably loved his children. I think that he cared a little more about their image and what they could accomplish than maybe just loving them. I don't know. I I feel like I've read a lot that he, he was very competitive with his children, like made them all compete against each other. They would sit around the dinner table and have to answer very tough questions about what was going on in the world. Um, we definitely cannot forget Rosemary's lobotomy that he did behind Rose's back and then put her away in an institution basically to be forgotten about so that she would not harm the Kennedy's image. So, you know, I think um, it's very hard to answer this question, but I'm going to have to go with from my standards probably not the best father around. Yeah, that's my answer. On to question two. Do you think that Jack said to Marilyn Monroe that he would marry her and leave Jackie? Now, this one had a little bit of backlash on my Instagram from a few different people. Not necessarily backlash, that might be a little bit dramatic, but a few different people um, did not necessarily agree with my take on this, but I believe Jack was probably semi-manipulative to all of his mistresses. I don't know that he would have ever come out and said that he was going to leave Jackie. That's really hard to say. I think it's possible that he may have said it to Marilyn just in passing. He definitely didn't mean it, though. Jack would have never left Jackie, in my opinion. Not only would it have looked horrible for his image, but he also, I believe, as I talked about in the last episode, or episode before last, he actually did love her. So I don't I don't think that he would have ever said that to anyone besides maybe Marilyn in private, knowing that it wouldn't go anywhere necessarily, or um, 
it really did any of his people. He just wouldn't have said that, in my opinion. Uh, but, I mean, Jack had a lot of mistresses, and some of their accounts have even said that he was not very, like, overly intimate with them in a personalized way. I've read multiple times that, like, he didn't even, like, kiss some mistresses and stuff because he was closest to Jackie and whatever. I mean, interpret that however you want to, but I believe Jack had an overall love for Jackie, and, um... I don't believe that he would have gone around saying that necessarily, but could he have said it to her in private? Maybe. I don't know. Next question. Do you think John Jr. would have run for something? I actually just finished re-watching the documentary John Jr. The Final Year. Um, I think it was on A&E. Really good documentary if you haven't seen it already. Based on the, well, it was kind of the preface to the book, America's Reluctant Prince, and I'm actually halfway through that book right now. Uh, very good. Um, but... He started kind of saying to close family and friends towards the end of his life that he was kind of gearing up to possibly run for something. He had spent his whole life basically saying, not necessarily saying no, but wanting to carve out his own path and his own success from whatever he wanted it to be. Um, he went into acting for a while. Jackie wasn't too fond of that, so I think that's why he over, overall didn't pursue acting. He obviously opened the magazine, George. That was something, kind of a passion project for him that incorporated both politics and pop culture. So, I mean, I think that he was just carving out his own path. But definitely after his speech to introduce Teddy at the Democratic National Convention, I guess it would have been 98 or 99. I can't remember what year it was. 97? I don't know. I think he definitely got an itch for politics because his speech was flawless. He got a lot of praise after it. And it was, a lot of people were saying, okay, like this is, this guy's the real deal. Let's Let's get him in politics. So, yeah, I do think eventually he would have run for something had he lived longer. And unfortunately, we won't find that out, which is really sad. Okay, next question. Um, how would JFK be viewed in today's age of social media? This is a tough one because, I don't know, it's hard to say because there's just such a difference between the way people, you know, publicity has changed over time and stuff. I think... If JFK had the same team around him that were so good at hiding things and keeping things under wraps, probably um, he would have been viewed f fairly well. I mean, he was obviously really handsome and he had the picture-perfect family that everybody thought and all the things. So, yeah, maybe he would have still been viewed positively, but... Now, in today's age, it's really hard for people to keep anything private, and the media and paparazzi and everything are, like, five million times worse <laughs> than in the 60s. So, I mean, if anything on him was uncovered, I, I mean, I don't think that he would have necessarily been nearly as popular as he was. So, it just depends, really, on um, basically if his team hid things well or, you know, if the paparazzi and the media got the best of him. So, no one can really say for for a fact. Um, next question. Does anyone still live in the Hyannisport compound? So I read about this one and it looks like Ethel still lives in the house that she and Bobby had together. She had kept it as a home, but she permanently moved there a few years back. The large house, uh, Ted Kennedy and his wife lived in for years until his death. And then she donated it after his death to the Edward M. Kennedy Institute for the United States Senate. So it's it's really crazy, but technically the Kennedy family doesn't own the large house on the compound anymore. They even have to, like, I read they have to, like, submit waivers and stuff to try to even 
go hang out on the large lot, like where they all played touch football and everything back in the day. So, uh, very interesting that that was donated in my opinion, but, um, yeah, so no, Ethel still lives there, but, and I, I do see the family like get together at her home, but technically not at the large house anymore, which is kind of sad. Um, next one is, do you think Bobby and Jackie might've had a deeper relationship that we know of? I know this is controversial. I know some people will always believe that they did, and some people will always believe that they didn't. I read a book, which probably many of you have read, that is Bobby and Jackie, a love story. can't remember who it's written by. I don't know. It was very interesting to read. It seemed to have some actual, you know, reputable sources and good evidence that, yes, they probably did have a deeper relationship after Jack's death. So I personally believe that they did. There's a lot of quotes from close family and friends or people that worked for them that said you would have had to be blind and not be able to see that they clearly were together. He was seen coming in and out of her apartment multiple times, not only to visit her children, but like late at night and stuff like that. So it's not like he was only just being the good uncle that came to show up. It seemed like he was spending the night with Jackie. They had logs of staying in the same hotel room. You know, one witness saw him out. I'm not going to give super detail, but basically saw them um, vacationing together and yeah, do your own research on that. See what you think about it. But I definitely think that they were together after Jack's death. Um, next question. Who do you think killed JFK? I think I've talked about this already in past episodes and stuff. I think I even may have brushed on it last time. I don't know. I, I, I haven't done enough research into it to really say a really good argument. I think maybe... Mafia had something to do with it. I think I already answered this in a lot of the podcast. I don't know. Um, but Mafia probably had something to do with it. Definitely think that a bullet came from the grassy knoll. Judging by the Zapruder film, I mean, it, oh my gosh, it's so obvious that it didn't come from the Texas Book Depository by the way that his body language was. I mean, honestly, it clearly came from the grassy knoll or somewhere in that area. So, but as far as who put it on and what happened and all that, I can't, I can't say for a fact. I really can't because I have not done enough research. Not that, I mean, can anyone really say for a fact, but you know what I mean. Okay, so the next one is opinion on Ron Galella. This is very interesting because I actually posted on my Instagram a few weeks ago, and I think I've probably even talked about it. I have a painting of Jackie in my home that is basically an interpretation of Ron Galella's photo, the famous one that he took of Jackie. It's one of those beautiful photos. I think he took beautiful photos, but I think he was so horribly invasive on their life. I understand that they were subject to paparazzi, and I understand that they had people following them around forever and ever, and they may or may not have signed up for that. I mean, I get all that, but this guy was literally so up in their business all the time, like would try to make them break bicycles and jump out at them at bushes and do all this kind of stuff, follow them around like crazy. I read Jackie's Girl by uh, Kathy McKeon. Is that her name? It was, she was her one of her assistants and whatever. And oh my goodness, she talks about in the book how he even had a girlfriend that l l was one of Jackie's maids that was her inside person so that he would know when she was coming and going and he could stalk outside her house. I mean, he's just crazy. This guy was crazy. So obviously he was so invasive that she sued him or pressed charges or whatever. And then he came back and was all 
like smug about the fact that he won part of it. And I don't know. I don't, I don't like the guy. I think that he was rude and very invasive in my own opinion. That's, that's just my thought, but he did take some beautiful photographs. I'll give him that. Next question. Um, Jackie Kennedy's relationship with the Kennedys after JFK and RFK's deaths. There are mixed reviews on this. I know that she still did a lot of public appearances and stuff with the Kennedys and she would go out with Rose to the theater yeah, she she campaigned for, uh, I think she campaigned for Teddy a little bit. Obviously campaigned for RFK after JFK's death. I think that she probably kept her children around them and let them be a cousin around their cousins and things like that. But, I mean, by the time she was with Aristotle, it's not like they were, you know, hanging out with Kennedy Compound all the time with, with Ari and stuff like that. So I think it was the relationship where you you keep your kids together with their family and hang out and whatever but nothing beyond that probably except for public appearance okay so this one was very interesting to me i actually had to do research on this one because i didn't know the answer because i'm actually reading the book that answers this question but i haven't gotten to this part yet so it's kind of a spoiler for me but that's okay this one is what was jackie's relationship with caroline's husband ed schlossberg like and I'm actually reading the book Touched by the Sun by Carly Simon right now about her her friendship with Jackie. Like I said, I haven't gotten to this part yet, but I found this article about it. And I feel like this is a little rude for her to reveal this kind of stuff, in my opinion. But this is what she says. And this is a quote from this article that I got. She was horrified when Caroline announced that she was going to marry him. Um, she badmouthed Mr. Schlossberg up until the wedding, until Caroline finally told Jackie, I'm marrying him, like it or not, you don't even have to be there, but you won't see your grandchildren if you don't accept their father. Jackie relented, but she continued to call Ed Slossberg an egghead and an old fogey. So that's what Carly Simon said that Jackie had to say about him. Like I said, I think that's a little rude for her to reveal things like that, if that actually is true, but that's the only thing I've, I was able to find about Jackie's thoughts about Caroline's husband, so... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's really all the questions I was going to answer today. The Q&A was so much fun, and I, I kind of want to do these regularly. Um, so always send me your questions if you have any, and I'll, you know, answer them and save them and stuff. It's really fun for me to get to, you know, think about outside my little box of Kennedy facts and stuff and answer some of your questions. So this has been really fun for me to do. Uh, if you're not following my Instagram, go follow it at Kennedy Dynasty, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y-D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y. And visit my shop.spreadshirt.com slash Kennedy Dynasty for awesome Kennedy Dynasty merch, all kinds of quotes, and just really modern takes on some Kennedy designs. So I'll be back next week with a really awesome guest. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to that episode. So thanks again for joining me and I will see you next week. Come on and vote for Kennedy. Vote for Kennedy. Keep America strong. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling along. Vote for Kennedy. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? 
in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.